When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. The commitment level was really high tonight, and obviously when you're playing against, you know, the Stanley Cup champions, it's, uh, you know, our guys were really dialed in, and like you said, certainly in the last, you know, we made a couple turnovers, but but certainly in those last, uh, you know, in the empty net, they're real committed. We had great blocks, um, good sticks, and yeah. We're, we're really happy with that. And welcome to Judd's Hockey Show. That, of course, while Coach Dean Everson talking about his team's victory on Sunday over the Tampa Bay Lightning at home. Second game of a five-game homestand for the Wild. They win 4-2 to with an empty net goal over the Stanley Cup champions. Um, that gives them back-to-back wins. They beat the um, Winnipeg Jets on Friday afternoon. And, Declan, we recapped that with the Judd's Hockey Show on Saturday. So let's talk about this one. Uh, okay. I'm just flat out impressed. Yeah. You play a good team that plays a really hard game. Uh, Tampa's missing some key players, but guess what? They're still really good. And they come into your building and play, you know, play well. And, man, it's gotten now. I mean, this is so unwild-like, but it's fun to talk about. It's gotten just to the point now of, of it feels like, for the most part, from the wild, you really know, Dex, what you're going to get consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and some nights, you know, if Kaprizov is going, it's flashy. If he's if he's not, um, it's still a really solid game. I just this is fun to watch because it because this team now, and it, this is a hard place to get to. But it feel and and they're not perfect. So don't hear me wrong here. I'm not saying that like this team is going to win the cup, and I think that they're perfect. But I do think that they get what the mission is. I do think they understand what the assignment is. I do think that they show up with a level of consistency. And I'll go back to the Jets game on Friday. The Jets played a terrible game. Like the Jets were, were slumping. No, I think they did come back and uh, uh, beat Calgary on Saturday. But the Jets didn't play well. And the Wild didn't like go out there and say, well, they're not playing well. Day after Thanksgiving, I guess we'll sort of try, but we don't care. The Wild played its game. And and I feel like um, one of my biggest frustrations with sports teams is this. And it's actually a question. What's your identity? Like, good teams have it, but a lot of teams don't. And it's like, what's your mission? What's your identity? Like, who are you? Don't play down to a team and then play, well, now we got the lightning here, so let's try harder, right? It feels like, Declan that this team right now, and I credit this um, starting with Bill Guerin and with Dean, 
it feels like this team has in every game for the most part an identity that is mm-hmm. far more important than the opponent. Let me flip something on you quick here. If you could yeah. use one word to describe what the Wild have been this season, what, what's what's one word that you could use to describe? One, just one. Yep. And this is not meant as a dig, okay? No, not at all. Workmanlike. Okay. They are workmanlike. Because here's the amazing thing, too. And if I had done, so if I had shown you these statistics at the start of the year and then ask you to guess the record, and Kaprizov's stats now are fine. Like, they're, they're good. They're fine. Yeah. They're absolutely good. But if I had shown you Fiala's lack of production and been like, Declan, we're right. X amount of games in. What's the record? Right. I don't think there's any way that you would have looked at me with a straight face and said, Judd, they will be leading the division. They'll be playing well. And Fiala's struggles, there'll be a story but they won't be an overriding problem. Hmm. What? What's your word? Legit. Yeah, I, I, I think I think totally the fair. number one word is legit. I think they're a very legitimate team. Um, they've gone toe-to-toe with Tampa, who's pretty good. Uh, they've taken care of all the bad teams they should be taking care of business against. Um, you know, even the Florida game where it was pretty clear that that game looked a lot closer at the end of the box score because, you know, they made it a one-goal game at the end, and, and they were able to mark their resilient comeback. I think that might be the other word a lot of people would use is resilient just by the way this team comes back. But in general, I've yet to really see them go through a back-to-back stretch where they've been outplayed by a team or they've looked lost as a team. There's been individuals who have looked lost, right, to your point about Kirill and Fiala. Um, And even at times, even though he's gotten wins, Cam Talbot. Um, But I think everything right now is pointing that this is a very legitimate team. Uh, This is their second-best start in franchise history, the Wild put out the note there. 29 points are tied for the second best. The other three years, they had at least 28 points. I, I put this a little tongue-in-cheeky, but 2013-14, they started 13-4-4. Four, and four. That team made it to the second round of the NHL playoffs. Uh, 2002-03, of course, their run to the Western Conference playoffs, and they went 12-5-4. and four. And the 11-12 and 12 team, which started 13-5-3, and three, and I believe had the best record in the NHL by December 1st, only to miss the playoffs completely. But yeah. again, tongue-in-cheeky, they did not get bounced in the first round in any of those three uh, seasons. Uh, I, I think they're a very legitimate team. And when you can beat a Tampa team, this is, I mean, hey, Bezilevsky was in net today. They didn't have to, the Tampa could have done the classic thing that you and I talked about for the, the last few weeks where a good team loves to start their backup goalie against the Wild. No, they put out their 18. They put out Vesilevsky and said, good luck trying to stop them. The Wild are still figuring out ways uh, to win games. And that Tampa team's back-to-back cup champions, man. And you you were able to take it to them on home ice. Now you get a little soft spot in your schedule again, right? You get Arizona coming up. You get New Jersey. Should be four points, you know, if not three. Uh, those are pretty two pretty bad teams. Arizona being one of the most abysmal teams not named Montreal this season. But mm-hmm. legitimate. I, I think that's the one word I could use to describe the Wild this season. They're legit. I think that's totally fair. I think it's totally fair, and I think it starts with, with the fact that they do have an identity, and I think it starts with the fact that, that they are, and I mean, this is the really weird thing. They're reliant on their team, and they've got some players playing well, but they're not really reliant on any one skater. Yep. They're not really, it's not like, well, if Kaprizov's not killing, you know, if he's not playing great, they're dead, or Fiala. Ryan Hartman continues to be phenomenal. I don't know how. I don't really care how. Be, 
because it doesn't feel fluky because he's working hard and he always works hard. Um, so it's not like, well, he's playing well, but wait, you know, the, the regression is coming for sure. Now, will his stats uh, taper off eventually? Probably. But the way that he plays, and let me give you two examples of players who who I really think, um, how can I put this fairly? I think they epitomize what this team is about, okay? The first one, Rem Pitlick. He is now kicked up to yeah. today, this, the, the basically first line. So Matt's was out, Zuccarello with a, uh, I think he's got a finger problem, hand problem. And he didn't play today, which was, which Dean had said on Friday that, that he thought he could play. And I'm not shocked he didn't play, but they put Pitlick up there with Hartman and Kaprizov and Pitlick didn't look lost. Like, I'm not saying he's great, but he also didn't look lost. And the trust that this team has, the ultimate trust that these guys have to say, you're playing there, and there's no like pushback of, oh, really? He's playing there? That doesn't seem right, right? Like he's a fourth line guy, or he's a third line guy, and that's it. Uh, the other one today was was because of the shuffling, Declan, with the lineup. Victor Rask played, and Victor Rask scored. And Victor Rask, I don't know why, but you bring him from the press box, and like that first game back, he's great, and I don't know why, and and it won't keep up, but. This is two consecutive games where Rask has played really damn well in his first game after being scratched. But again, unlike the previous teams, Declan, it doesn't feel like uh, I can't believe that guy's playing or I can't believe that guy's playing there. Everybody sort of slots in and does their job. They do their job. And it, it also doesn't feel to me aside from Fiala pressing now at times, it doesn't feel to me like you've got a bunch of guys who are trying to prove themselves and thus do too much. It feels yeah. like when you watch this team, everybody understands their assignment and the ask. And so so you don't get a guy trying to um, consistently overextend his shifts or trying to make a great play. Now, now Kaprizov, I believe it was on the Tampa Bay's first goal, Kaprizov did turn over the puck, I think it was pretty high in the lightning zone. But that's Kaprizov. Like, he's going to try and make plays. I'm not shocked there. But it just felt like this team used to have a lot of guys trying to extend themselves too much to prove that they belong or that they could do more. And this team doesn't really have that. And it's such a breath of fresh air because it feels like, for the most part, a really professional approach that we didn't consistently see here for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I think the point of getting Rem Pitlick opportunities is important. As um, a couple of our YouTube commenters pointing out here, you know, if, if this was Koivu, Stahl, Parise, Suter, Pitlick would have never even been claimed. Pitlick wouldn't be getting opportunities. Um, Pitlick is now earning his his rights here. I mean, I mean, for God's sakes, I think yeah. Adam's comment here, he's diet Fiala. You can make a similar case. He is kind of diet, diet Fiala. He's not as talented, but he has good hockey IQ. He can make very tape-to-tape fun passes. Um, I, I think that the fact that this wild team has just figured out ways to plug in guys and then to be successful is extremely impressive. I mean, who would have thought that Re- that Ryan Hartman uh, would ha- be leading the team with 10 or 12, 12 goals now at this point. Yeah, he did. 
And and in general, I mean, yeah, Pitlick gets 12 and a half minutes now of five on five here today against Tampa Bay, and his numbers were pretty darn good. Um, he's he's able to get opportunities, which is which is very 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 big for him. Um, you know, Fiala, yeah, I noticed him. He had obviously I think five six shots on goal again. He did. He lost shots in, today. In, in the win, and in general, you'll think the goals would start coming, and he, there's a little bit of snake bitten there, but. It, when guys like Ryan Hartman are scoring goals and Flinnell are scoring goals, and you know Joel Eriksson doesn't ever wow you with what he does, but he has a, again the workman like attitude that you're talking about. Um, usually, when you get in the postseason, those superstar players in Kirill and Fiala they get shut down. I mean, that's what Vegas did. Vegas said we're going to shut down Kirill, and can you beat us without him? And they were Vegas was right in that assessment. They you, you couldn't beat us without your superstar player going at his 100th percentile. Well, if guys like Ryan Hartman are scoring goals, your defense also, which we haven't even touched on today, but we talked about a lot before going into the Jets game, um, that 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 was that was a huge plus for this team that you have three defensive pairings that can absolutely roll. I wasn't in love with the fact that because uh, Talbot and Talbot got both games against the Jets and the Lightning. I would have liked Capo to start that game against. Barking against up the, the wrong tree now, my man. Yeah. But but Talbot's looking good, so it's also yeah. it's hard to pull him. I mean, Devils in Arizona. I would imagine Capo gets Arizona. I mean, for God's sake, Dean. Like they, they, I think you won't. They're, and I've you won't get the Devils. Dean. I, I bet you're right. I bet against the I, I, he, the he Yotes. Forgets. The Yotes are horrible, man. Oh, like perfect right. opportunity for 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 Dino to to rest Cam Talbot and get and get get Capo sometime. Yep. But in general. Uh, th- this team has found ways to, to to win games with not their superstar players, and oh by the way, Marco Rossi and Matthew Boldy are in Iowa playing very very well. Boldy's ready. So and and Boldy, yeah, I, there, ready. there's he's there's ready. no he's, he's just there because there's no reason for him to reason quote unquote for him to play up up here right now right this second. But that clock's going to be ticking here soon as well. So in general, everything's working for the Wild. It's 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 great after watching the Vikings lose Judd. Yep. And and the Wolves win big this weekend. The Wild are now winning. It's actually nice to watch the Minnesota sports team take care of business. And actually, your boldy comment is a great transition to the next topic. Because do you know where? Go down. Go watch um, highlights and clips of Boldy playing for the Iowa Wild. Mm-hmm. You know where he's really good. Do you know where he's really proficient? On the power play. Oh. Yeah, Matthew so. Boldy is a he has so so and I saw this from him uh when I watched him when he was playing I think it was two tournaments ago now in the World Juniors. Um and I've said this. Matthew Boldy when you watch him has the instincts and the moves of a center. Like you could tell he sees things quickly or or like a, a half tick before they occur. Watch him now. He's got the body of a winger, but he also has the ability and the movements and the anticipation. That's probably the best word. The antis- the anticipatory skills that really help on a power play. Now, let me tell you a little story about the wild power play right now, Declan Goff. Um, they're not good. They are right now twenty third at fifteen point two percent. And this is the one thing where I guess I'm a little bit confused by Dean. Like I think Dean's done a great job. So. Again, just full disclosure, don't hear me wrong here, all right? He has done a great job. Uh, but with Spurgeon and Zuccarello out today, let me give you the Wilds' first power play. Okay. Eck, Fiala, and Kaprizov up front. Brodine and Goudreau on the yeah, points. What what the hell are we doing there? Okay, that's what I'm wondering. That's their that's top unit. Now number, now, number one, I would, I would put Dumba 
up i would take goudreau off and put dumba up there and i immediately got back notes i tweeted this and the the um wild fans on twitter said dumba can't run the power play because of his penchant for losing the puck uh number one my response is this a forward on the power play unless he's great is no is no sure thing like those guys don't play defense so so you are you are putting an inherent risk out there um when you put a guy like goudreau on the point that's number one number two is i didn't ask him to run it brodeen can run it brodeen can quarterback it dumba's shot and offensive efficiency to me make him a far better choice uh than goudreau to replace zuccarello on that power play but but maybe the most intriguing thing is if Boldy can get up here and and find his way uh, to the top, let's say, one of the top three lines, because I, I think we talked about this on Saturday. He's not going to be a fourth line guy, nor should he be. Right. Boldy on the power play really intrigues me. Boldy on the wing on the power play really intrigues me. Um, and so I do think that there could be a role, and I think he's prepared. When, when you watch his game decks, it doesn't look like it's like, I think he's going to struggle here. It looks like, no, I think he'd be pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So so just as far as the power play goes, and I, I know that the Wild got off to a terrible start in the power play last year, rebounded, actually came back, and I think by the time that we got late into the regular season, they were really good. So that could happen here. But I'm trying to think of ways to spice this thing up, and putting Goudreau out there on the point to me doesn't does not – do that. I can see him on the second power play. The first power play, I think, is a huge reach. The the power play woes of this team are, are pretty impressive, given their personnel. And when and I know they're out Zuccarello and Spurgeon, so you have yep. to jumble some things because those are two guys that are. But it wasn't great with them. So no, yep, and I'm with you. So right. so Brodine and Goudreau on a top unit when you could potentially plug in Kalen Addison, you could potentially plug in Matt Dumba, you could actually get Matt Boldy up here. Um, there's ways to basically fix that power play, and I haven't even mentioned that Zuccarello and yeah, I mean, I mentioned that Zuccarello and Spurgeon are out, but then if you add those pieces, obviously in Addison and Boldy to like a second unit power play, well, now that wealth is spread out more. There's more like Frederick Goudreau should be nowhere near a Stanley Cup contending power play unit. God love him. He should not be near the top unit, and probably should maybe be the last guy on. Fringe guy on on your second unit if you're a Stanley Cup team. I and he's he's better that. than yeah. I thought he was. Yeah, but he should have no business yeah. on a power play unit of a team that's contending for a Stanley right Cup. No, correct. So so Boldy and Addison should probably figure out ways to draw in the lineup eventually. And it's easy for me to drop X's and O's on power play struggles and to say, hey, plug in these talented players and everything will fix out. It will work itself out. But. If you're trotting out, and I like Brodine too. Brodine is a very uh, un- unsexy, sexy player. But he, uh, him being on the top power play unit, that's out of necessity because there's injuries. He shouldn't be on there necessarily either. Um, if, if you plugged in Addison and Boldy, and then you get Zuccarello and Spurgeon back, well, now all of a sudden you have Fiala, Ek, Kaprizov, Dumba, Boldy, Addison. Like you have, you have so many cooks in the kitchen for two power play units that eventually everything starts clicking. That's an easy yeah. fix right there. Well, it, it's worth a shot. I I would put Dumba 
in place of Goudreau on that first power play right now. I, I don't understand. It, that's a weird one. It seems like they're beating their heads against the wall thinking it should work, and it's just not working. Like, it's not working. It's 23rd, and and they're struggling to get shots. They They don't have – yeah, it's just – it's really, really weird. And I think Dumba is going to shoot, which is great. The other thing that I don't really get, and I think he's been there for a while, but what are your thoughts on Kaprizov playing the bumper? Uh, because I think I would probably try and get Kaprizov into the Fiala slot there, where it sets him up to shoot more from from a circle. So Kaprizov is the bumper, which means he's basically in the slot. And I get why they do that. But again, it doesn't seem to be maximizing things for him. So... If nothing else, I would just try some different things. And you certainly should be able to find a combination that might not be lethal, but is an improvement on this. Because right now, that first power play just looks disjointed, I think. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty bad. I would probably, yeah, swap those two out. Kaprizov, Fiala, swap them thought positions, that is. Um, I could see that being a thing. Um, it... it, it in general, a team that is playing this well, five on five, which is a good sign, you would think would be a lot better on the power play, and unfortunately, you know they're they're just not. Uh, it's nice they're dominating five on five. They've been one of the best five on team five on five teams in the league. Yep. Uh, but even when I here you go pull up their power play percentage, they're fifteen percent, and league average is about nineteen and a half right now this season. Yep. So so they are out underperforming. The power play, and when you get power plays against Tampa Bay, which I mean, they were, for God's sakes, they were on a power play for like the last six minutes of the second period today against Tampa, and Correct. you don't score though. Like in the playoffs, if if playoffs, if, Correct. if, if that's going to cost you, if it's going to cost what I you, too. Yeah. like it, it's fine. Like yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's like okay, you got to bury one of these chances here against Tampa Bay. It's a good team; they can bury you in a second if they turn it on. Um, but in the playoffs, if you get you know, four minutes of power play time in the final seven minutes of a period, and you don't cash in at least one of those goals. Oh man, like that is that's a that's going to kill you. It's going to handcuff you. Yep. And my problem is is this: I don't feel like the chemistry on that top power play is that good. Like it doesn't feel like it's not like they're coming so close and it'll it, it will come. It feels like it's just not great, and, and it should be. I get that, and I get the talent. But at some point in time, I think I think from a chemistry standpoint, Declan, you have to look at this and say, okay, what who can we sub sub here, or what can we do to tweak it? You know, again, perhaps move Kaprizov out of the bumper. Um, I don't know, just come up with something. Uh, and yeah, the Goudreau one, I just don't get. Like that, that I flat out don't get. I get that they like him, and I get he's been a nice um, addition. And yes, he's got speed, and he's. He's not a great player, but he's certainly a better player than I expected. All of that being said, I'm with you. He's a second power play guy, if that. He's not a top top one. Um, and so, yeah, I'm curious there. Um, so that's the one thing that's not going great. But besides that, <laughs> I don't want to complain much because I mean, I, I don't. I just don't have. Um, I to to the the commenter's point. If Kalen Addison's going to be here, I would like him him to play. But I also get the the flip side is Jordy Ben. I wrote his name down, so I don't don't call him by his brother's name. Jordy Ben is playing well, mm-hmm. which is which is awesome, and he's been a stabilizing force on that uh, third defensive pair. Uh, but yeah, I was 
that game today really impressed me because that's the type of game where they traditionally lose four to three or something like it's not a terrible game, but it's also a game where where they fall short. And in my notes, the one thing that I that I had was I really think and it's just one game and and look, this team lost to the Kraken last night, but I really think that the only game that I've seen where I thought, okay, the Wild isn't flat out not as good as this team, the Panthers. Other than that, I don't think I have seen a team or a game where I've been like, oh boy, that's tough. And and I know that the abs are are teased as that team, but I haven't seen it yet. And and we could talk about skill and we can talk about, oh man, you're outskilled. Okay, that's fine. But until you see a team put together a game where they actually can outskate you and be more physical, which the Florida Panthers were in that game. But the Avs haven't shown that yet. And no. so that's that's where I'm impressed because we're now almost to December 1st. And I'm hard-pressed to give you more than one team who I say, that was really tough. Right. Uh, today, Tampa's good. Guess what? You beat them. You played with them the entire time. And you never looked. This didn't feel fluky, too. It didn't. It didn't. That game didn't end. And I said to myself, okay, yeah, they won. But, you know. If you play the if you play Tampa Bay ten times, you're gonna win two or three. Yep. I saw I saw a game today against the two time defending Stanley Cup champion that I thought, okay, you know what? That was a fun game, a good game, and you are at least on this particular day, you look like you one thousand percent belong on the same ice with that team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's just impressive that they just figure out ways to hang with teams and the fact they're not slow. Tampa Bay's, uh, yeah, they're the best team in the NHL the last two years uh, so with, with, with their, uh, with, with how they've won the Stanley Cups. But, uh, the, the fact that this team just figures out ways to win games, they're just really, really fast and quick. And, you know, a swoon is going to happen. They're going to, they're going to go on a snide eventually. You know, they're not going to win every How long game. is it going to be though? But I don't know. See, but, but, but that's the thing is there's a difference between, so, so we're conditioned to to the Valentine's Day Jan- swoon, yeah, which lasts a month. It's yeah. February, right? Mm-hmm. It's January, so, February. I'm with you. They're going to hit a rough stretch. But my question is because good teams, good teams go through patches where one, they just don't play good, but they don't lose consistently. See, I think we're so conditioned, X, to be like, <laughs> well, the wild comes into this game one. One seven and one or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that this team and not going to what I'm not trying to to jinx them. I don't know that this team is going to be susceptible to that type of stretch because we are because like when you say swoon, okay, you're going to go through a streak of five games where where you'll win one, but what you can't do is go through a streak of ten games, right? So, and that's where, that's where I don't know. It's so new now. I don't know what to make of this damn team because it feels different and it feels like they're not slump proof, but it feels like that there's a certain professional approach here that they're going to probably win some games where we flat out say, how'd they win that game? 
Yeah. And it won't be pretty, but it doesn't have to be pretty. And that's that's kind of hockey. I mean, I'm just like looking down their schedule and I'm looking for like a stretch of five games. And obviously we're still young February. enough. How's February? Or wait, wait, they're off because of the Olympic yeah, break. The, from the 2nd to the 24th, there's the way, no games. Do. I know you can't stand it. No, um, I think they shouldn't. Well, and, and especially now, they shouldn't. Be but, there, but there really isn't Even like there. a – they play yeah, – you know, right. in December, they play Vegas. You know, they play March. Vegas, Carolina – which is March. a which is a road and home uh, back to back that 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 could be potentially dangerous. Those are two very good. But teams. that's two games, right? I but know. Like, I'm, can, I'm looking can for. Can you a find stretch. a March stretch? No, because March they play a ton. I so like that would be the stretch where it's like, oh my god, something's happening. I legitimately, maybe this one, okay. maybe this one. Talk March into April, March twenty seventh, home against. But these are all home games. Home against Colorado. Home against the Flyers. Home against the. Penguins on the road against Carolina and then on the road against Washington. Okay, that's the type of stretch. Maybe, you know, but, that, but, but, the, but you're home tough. for four out of those games. Right. No, you're right. I think that's it. But I, like I mean, you, but I guess what I'm trying to say is we are conditioned to the annual February swoon, but we shouldn't be accepting. Like, that's not the norm. Uh-huh. You know, again, you go through five games. Okay, five games you didn't play well. You won one of them. Take your pick. Yeah. But we're used to these Mike Yozy 10-game stretches where it's like, oh, my God, the coach might get fired. And that's what I feel like this team, and and this is a credit to the players, I feel like the players on this team have an accountability that they could – because you can end those. I mean, there's 82 games. If your players are like, we're going to stop this crap right now, they can basically stop it. The problem – with with this team previously is the locker room would get fractured and who would stop it. So it's a really interesting thing, but I don't think that we should be just accepting or expecting the type of swoons that this team made us um, suffer through previously. Uh, to answer Jackson's question here in our YouTube comment section, by the way, if you're uh, watching Judd's Hockey Show, thank you very much. We're up yeah, late. We, we, we are, we're giving you some optimism after a Purist Vikings game. Um, hit the subscribe button for Minnesota sports content on this channel. We're almost 10,000 subs. We appreciate you guys. But Jackson says, when will the Hockey Whisperer join? He has to come on for a show one of these days. Here's what I know about the Hockey Whisperer. And, and now I don't mean do to speak for the Whisperer because the Whisperer sees things that even myself and Judd Zolgad don't see which is why we bring him to the, uh, on the show and bring him to the table here at Score North. I think the Whisper is looking down to his crystal ball right now. When he sees something fit, he will let us know, and the Whisper will bring the takes. So if, if you're looking for Hockey Whisperer takes, that's my shameless plug. Hit the subscribe button on mm. Mackie and Judd, and then I think the Hockey Whisperer will, will come on here and sprinkle in some of the things that he's seeing from afar. But I, I, but or the, the Mackie and Judd show. On he, the Mackie he shows and Judd show. up in mysterious places. But here's the thing also, last thing on the Hockey Whisperer part is yeah. the whisper is is he's not literally looking too much at the crystal ball because he from what i have heard he has been shotgunning wolves Kool-Aid so he he unfortunately has put that crystal ball to the side but he's shotgunning so much wolves Kool-Aid that if you're into Timberwolves basketball stuff you also subscribe to this channel cuz he's he's getting drunk right now on D-Lo and the Wolves so i heard i heard I the know. whisperer has cracking fever they beat the panthers i that's what i heard i heard that he is a big Donato guy now. Oh wow! I yeah, uh, that that's the rumor. He's a big Donato guy. He's very excited by that. So, uh, but yeah. So anyway, um, I've never been, I haven't been this positive about the Wild in ages. But um, look, I think they're a good team. I think mm-hmm. they're a well constructed team. 
And um, the playoffs are the playoffs are a long ways away and a completely different conversation. But from what this team, from what we demanded previously, we are now getting, and that, that that's great. What was that last uh, comment that you just read about? The uh, he, because of the Olympics, Jeremy D said that no, I've confirmed because this of the Olympic right the lot of thirty five days between home games, zero home games. Yeah, but they play like four games. In February, yeah, yeah, it's a very small schedule until they break for the Olympics. Correct. He, That's the they, difference. They don't play a single. They'll play. Actually, this is kind of remarkable. They'll they'll play one home game between March twenty fourth and March. Or excuse me, January twenty fourth and March first. Yeah, you know because what? The Olympics, and then also get out of the Olympics. Get out of the Olympics. That's my advice. They, mm-hmm. It's been triggered where they can now be, because. I think the contract that they had between the Players Association, the Olympic people, and the league itself was if they had to shut games down because of uh, COVID, and there have been two teams now. There have been uh, what the Isles are shut down right now for two games, and then I think the Senators were shut down a couple weeks back. That triggered a potential out clause. Here's my advice. Redo the schedule right now. Put more games into February and get out of the Olympics ASAP. Uh, you do not want to sub- you, that that can be a complete disaster, and there and we want nothing to derail the Wilds' season. That's no. the most important thing here. I don't care about competition. I don't care about uh, uh, America, uh, your countries. You can take your Canadians and Americans. Here's what I want: I want the Wild to maximize the possibilities of having as much success as possible before the before the salary cap hits of 2022-23 through like 2025 starts. So that's my advice. Get out of the Olympics right now and let this wild team cook because they are a good team. We're excited. And what we really need, because we ain't going to have baseball in the spring, is we need a long Stanley Cup playoff run. I love that. That's, that's my two cents, Declan. Take Please it make it happen. Please make it happen. Uh, Judd's Hockey I Show. I can't make it happen. Declan Goff here. Mackie and Judd, subscribe for daily Minnesota sports content. If you want Vikings-related content, uh, head on over to our Purple Daily YouTube page. We just wrapped up Ventline, about 90 minutes of Vikings therapy session. If um, if you still want some therapy, head on over there. We'll have statements tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. We'll have a pie chart on Purple Daily. Uh, but Minnesota sports content right here for you. Knock on the door of 10,000 subscribers. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We appreciate you guys. You can also find our podcast, too, on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. For Judd Zolgad, I am Declan Goff. Say it. Pass, shoot, score. Have a good night. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. 
but I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called, and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.